0: Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city? Bring them out of the place, for we are about to destroy this place because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Welcome to our Bible study.
1: Welcome, yeah. happy Monday! Woohoo!
0: All
1: it's right. Monday, and we're
0: filled with tech issues, and it's going to be fine.
1: Yay! Everybody's Mondaying today, including the tech. So here we go.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yes, and it's Bible study day. So it's like if you've had a hard Monday, if you've just like had too much on your plate, just come here, put it all off to the side. Let's dig into the Word and. Be with each other and be with God. Yeah, I like it. I think that's a good way to start our day and our night. Whenever. Whatever. Whatever. You know. One of those things. We're here. <laughs> um, and for those of you who are joining us live, please drop your prayer requests, your praise, anything you want us to bring to God in the chat. We'd love to pray with you guys as a community at the end of our stream today. And if you guys are just listening to this afterwards, make sure you guys join our Discord so we can be praying for you. Because... I mean, that's how we support each other as Christians, is through prayer. And that's what I want to do for you guys. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We might not be able to meet in person and gather together that way, but we can at least lift each other up in prayer. And I think that that's something super special that we have here with us. So, Yeah.
0: Me too. Yeah. Speaking now of,
1: doom and gloom. I'm just yay, kidding. Now
0: <laughs> Before we get started, do you mind if I pray for us just real Please quick? Please do. All right. Dear God, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Thank you so much for bringing us all together. Thank you for Elise, and thank you for our wonderful hawkhound community, God. Thank you for Abby and PJ and everyone who supports us and listens and just all of the wonderful things you have given to us, God. I pray now that you would be with us in this moment and in this time together, that you'd open our hearts to hear you, our ears to hear you, and Whatever you need us to hear, whatever you need us to get from this time, we would just be open to receive it. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yay! Yay! All right.
1: You want to get started? You want me to get started? I'm good either way. Okay. We're so good at decisions. Yeah. (laughs) We're very decisive people, obviously. Obviously. I'll I'll get us started. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, Genesis sixteen, Sarai and Hagar. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, was born him had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived Ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, "'took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, "'and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. "'And he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. "'And when she saw that she had conceived, "'she looked with contempt on her mistress. "'And Sarai said to Abram, "'May the wrong done to me be on you. (laughs) "'I gave my (laughs) servant to your embrace, "'and when she saw that she had conceived, "'she looked on me with contempt.' May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. over against all of his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore the well was called Bir Lahay Roy. That was amazing. (laughs) Let me just say it real fast. Just kidding. It lies between Kadesh and Beret. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was eighty. 6 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Ta-da. Um first off, I just have to point out the similarity here I think between Adam and Eve yeah. and Sarai and Abram. Because um you know, she took things into her own hands and Abram was just in this we don't see him like putting up a fight like take my servant and make her pregnant. He's like, all right.
0: I mean, I he's a dude. That, but- <laughs> Is he gonna say no to that? I got a pass, guys. I got a pass. Right. But- <laughs> like every dude ever right. hopes for, but
1: <sighs> right. And I, I also know at this time that that wasn't to have another woman conceive when your wife couldn't. It wasn't um, unheard it was of by any very- means
0: culturally yeah. common at this time mm-hmm. um if i can read from my notes it says of the one of the principal themes in genesis is the quest for children especially sons this appears in for one with the birth of cain and abram and sarah's lie lives the theme gets a lot of lives the theme i can't read obviously uh <laughs> in the world of the old testament infertility caused great distress not just the Old Testament. Um, At that time, the woman was always blamed. When a woman was not able to conceive child, her husband might divorce her. So, Sarai's desperate ploy to have children through Hagar was fully in accord with the practices of those days. Oof. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah, really, no pressure. Just
1: tons of pressure.
0: (laughs) I mean, now it's just, like, emotionally painful to not be able to have kids. But back then, it's like... Your whole livelihood as a woman really depended on whether or not you could have kids, and that—that's a rough go at it.
1: Yeah, and it's nothing you can control either. So it's like either you can or you can't. Especially in these times, you know, and it's like—and it wasn't even always a woman's fault.
0: Right, that's the thing. You know, women were just blamed because they were the ones who bore the offspring. But yeah
1: sometimes yes. male infertility
0: was around too
1: mm-hmm. yeah but the handing off of the um blame i guess or yeah. the or just uh allowing her abram allowing sarah to just like do what he knew wasn't right and she was taking charge like god's not gonna do this i'll take it into my own hands right. again very similar to adam and eve not the same but similar in the
0: And the abdication of power. Thank
1: you. Yes, absolutely.
0: So We notice this a lot from the men. I mean, everywhere, but also in the Old Testament, that they often abdicate their power to women because they don't want to make decisions, which you can see how good we are at (laughs) making decisions. (laughs) So good at it. Nobody wants responsibility that comes with decision-making. Yes, absolutely. Uh,
1: The consequences, the burden... The backlash. Right. Nobody wants that, but somebody's got to do it. So right off the bat, anyway, that was like my first impression with all of this. What about you?
0: I agree with that. I do want to point out before I go, Nana C's comment, it's about whether or not you had sons. That's yes. true. It. I mean, yes. a woman could get pregnant and have 20 girls. Daughters, but yeah. Yeah. She's still a failure. <laughs> she had to have a son because that's... Yes. How the family lines passed on. Yes. So that also a rough go at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I find interesting is uh, in verse, where did she say it? I think it's in verse five. And oop, I can't do stuff on my screen. And Sarai said to Abram, may the wrong done to me be on you i gave my servant to your embrace and when she saw that she had conceived she looked on me with contempt May the lord judge between you and me in my mind she's not saying this like very nicely she's basically like cussing him out
1: <laughs> right, right right may the
0: lord judge between you and me like basically screw you yeah
1: yeah there's not a lot of love in that in yeah. that right there Uh, I'm just seeing if I had anything in here. It's easier to strike out in frustration and accuse someone else than to admit an error and ask forgiveness. Yeah. But yeah, she's just like, she's not happy. She made a mistake. She's not really owning up to it either.
0: It's interesting that this was such a common practice back then, but also we see how much pain it causes as well.
1: Yes, I agree. So even though it's commonplace and they did it often, that doesn't make uh, it any easier. Human emotions, I think, can be pretty, uh, you know, there are differences in culture and something you might find offensive, another culture might not. But I think this one just in general is like, dude, you slept with another woman.
0: Right. And she's having the baby I was supposed to have. (sighs) Yeah. And I get that. Like, this this is a pain I understand almost a little too well mm. that it's like you scroll on Facebook and it's like, everyone's having babies, but you're the one who's not able to have babies. It sucks. I get yeah. it. It sucks. Yeah. Don't take it out on your family. <laughs> I don't know, because really? they're the only ones there with you just to support you through that. Yeah. Exactly. Especially on your spouse, because... I mean, that's, that's just as tough for him as it is for her.
1: He's suffering too, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think even earlier when we last met, Abraham was crying out to God, saying, how are you going to give me this nation? I am old and childless. God, what are you doing, man? Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. So, he's suffering too, and there, I think this is a, Showing how human they are, like kind of spatting back and forth as well. So,
0: Yeah, they're, I think human too. more than anything, like you said, it just shows us their humanity.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think we forget that a lot when we sit in Sunday school and we read these texts and it's like, oh, we need to emulate them, right? Yeah. This often comes into play when we read the New Testament, but sometimes the Old Testament too. And it's like, you know, they were just as much human as we are now. They made a lot of the same mistakes. They had a lot of the same pains and fears. And so, I think one of the comforts I take from stories like these is that we're not alone in our suffering. Yeah. Suffering is very much a core part of the human condition. And God's there with us the whole way doesn't mean he's going to remove the suffering or remove the pain but he does promise to walk through it with us absolutely and i think i saw that you scrolled down to um hagar i think it
1: shows it's a little bit of foresight into god loving everybody because yeah she was an egyptian woman and god still was like i see i see your pain i see you too uh, go back to Sarah, submit, but or Sarai at this time. Right. <laughs> submit, uh, but I'm watching over you. I'm, you know, I'm here with you too. So she's suffering too. And how much say did she have in this whole thing? <clears throat> Except for her attitude after. Right. Don't get me wrong. But she's a slave and how much say did she have in like. Yeah. Anybody want
0: to volunteer? <laughs> Right. To have Abram's baby. I don't know. I mean, realistically, yeah. she probably did not have very much say. And mm-hmm. this is this is a point of conflict, right? Because this is where um, Margaret Atwood drew inspiration for her uh, terrible book, The Handmaid's Tale. I did Tale. not know that. Yeah.
1: Huh.
0: And so her whole constructed culture of Gilead, or Gilead, They say Gilead, but it's based on Gilead, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Was this, is that there's these mothers or women who have handmaids like Hagar who are able to bear children for them. And she paints that in a very terrible light and say, this is the core Christian belief, right? And so we should reject Christianity. Obviously, that's not true because we see how much pain this caused, Sarai. We see how much pain this caused everybody involved. Everybody involved, exactly. Even the children, especially the children. Especially the children. Yeah. Because like what ends up happening to Ishmael's line?
1: Right. And Ishmael was the father of Muhammad. Right. Eventually. You know, not the father-father, but ancestor to right. Muhammad who st- started Islam. And so you see uh, right. it caused division with Abram and his family and his household. And then further on down the line, it caused a rift between Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. You know, yeah. though it's the three broken apart kind of thing.
0: So just uh, right not to mention the little factions within each group mind you but yeah yeah that's just looking at these as a whole yeah not right. to mention all that's going on inside each one of them
1: <laughs> but i do love that he even in this is caring about her too like enough to come down and talk to hagar be like
0: And it's not like she ever acknowledges God as the God. She calls Him a God of seeing. So, she recognizes Him as being a powerful being, but she's still worshiping her gods. Yeah, Um, She hasn't committed herself to Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even even so, He still has plans for her. Yeah. I don't know. Cares for her. Yeah. I think it just speaks to how God loves all of us. Yeah. I think so
1: too. We see it coming down the line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Anything else about this chapter stuck out with you? I think that's most of it. Uh, The prophecy about Ishmael. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing I don't know. I always struggle with this when it comes to prophecies. Is God saying, this is who I created Ishmael to be, or is this is how he will choose to be, and I just know it? Right. And is there a difference? Could it have been if Ishmael had chosen differently that the lines wouldn't have broken apart? Yeah. Or is that <clears throat> I, the free will question I always get caught up on when it comes to prophecy? I know. I hear you. Um
1: and I, I I don't have an answer for that. That's and right. honestly, I forgot this whole part of the story, to be honest, the prophecy about Ishmael. I'm like, oh yeah. It's not a good for foresh- foretelling of his future. Right. Anyway, um but I do believe in free will. I do believe we have free will. So mm-hmm. I'd like I would like to think it's like Hey, just a heads up, this is what your kid's gonna choose. Yeah, Maybe
0: more than anything. I don't but again, I don't know. It's, right. Yeah. That that is one of those when I get to heaven type questions. Yeah. I have so many things I want to talk to God about. Right. What is the difference between the two? Yeah. Could anything have been done or be I don't know. Yeah. I guess it I doesn't matter it because what happened happened. Yeah. That's true. But, <laughs> but I just like to try and apply things to my own life. It's like, w- am I stuck the way I am or do I have control over how, how I am? I don't know. If I know. that makes sense. Yeah. It's like we feel like we're in this constant battle against our own sin nature. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to be aware of your own sin nature in order to be in battle against it. Yeah. How do you make someone aware of something if they're not aware of it? Good point. I don't know. I just I have questions. <laughs>
1: Good questions though. And amazing amazing questions. Cause you, you know, we'll see it in the I think in the next chapter. No. Later, after Isaac's born. You see how Ishmael treats Isaac and how much of that plays into them leaving, right? On top of everything else. But, and I, I'm not blaming a child by any means, but was that his nature? If he'd chosen to be different, would it have been different? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? We just know yeah. how it is. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Things to ponder.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, questions that keep me up at night. Yeah. All right, chapter 17, Abraham and the covenant of circumcision. Oh, great. I get the. I'm sorry, I did the cutting one. Awesome. All right. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your offspring after you, throughout their generations for an ab." Av- or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring. Both he and who was born in your house and he who was bought with your money shall sur- surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So I, I just want to pause there. Yeah. Because that was a lot. Yep. Most of it was self-repeating. Yes.
1: Just really want to make sure you understand the importance of
0: this. Right. Yes. And I think when we get to repeating sections like that, this is one of those things that's lost in translation because this was an oral tradition. Mm -hmm. And the more you repeat something, the better it sticks in your memory. Yes. Um, And so it makes sense that things were said over and over again. I didn't appreciate it. Before I had, like, that realization or someone told me that. It's like, you know, they had to have a way to remember these things. To
1: memorize these things. Yes, exactly. So it does make sense. And I also think it, like, really drives home the point on top of that. Right. (laughs) But I've always thought of this as um, their own type of sacrifice. Yeah. (laughs) They've got skin in the game.
0: Okay, oh, oh, oh. Get out, you're banned. You're banned from Bible study. Uh, I shouldn't be allowed to do this. (laughs) She does an episode about a giant naked statue. And then it all just comes out. Oh, my word. (laughs) Oh, Sorry. It was right there. I could not see it. The chat is roasting you right now. I deserve it. I deserve it. <laughs> this is why I have to do it here and not at church. No, okay, kidding. fair. This is probably a better <laughs> place for you to make jokes like that than at church. Because then I'll <laughs> just be laughing. Base babe's right. I can't ban you. You really need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm in the right place. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> scorned skin in the game Uh, my kind of joke thank you (laughs) (laughs) hey you just said what the others were thinking Uh uh-oh i think i lost audio is it me me my back kind of you sound kind of echoey i'll be back okay Technical difficulties, fam. Ah! It'll be fine. It'll be fine. While Elise figures out her tech life. <laughs> Hashtag guilty. Um, That's what I, I get. Yep. Is it better?
1: No. Darn it. Okay, hold on. Yeah, you can um, go.
0: Okay. So uh, just reading in the notes about circumcision, because apparently everybody wants to know about that. Uh, They waited eight days for the young boys to have an immune system that would be strong enough. Um, But he would also be too young to remember the pain. Um, And so this is the thing I often hear from people on the left or who don't agree with Christians is that uh, circumcision is a type of genital mutilation. And I've never equated the type of genital mutilation that's obviously done in other pagan religions and this right because the goal of this wasn't I don't know wasn't to like really harm the child right first and foremost it was a covenant but my understanding was it was also like a covenant of cleanliness because we practice circumcision today I don't know guys what do you think
1: all right I'm gonna try this one more time is it any better yes significantly okay (laughs) I was put in timeout. <laughs> yes. God put me in timeout. Uh, I, I agree. Um, it's on the mutilation. Please don't, don't even I talk know. to me about mutilation. I know. Are you kidding? Um, yep. It's done at a young age. Nobody remembers, you know, for the most part when it's done young, obviously nobody remembers. And it's, um, uh, what was my point with this? It's also c-
0: cleaner. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. It was like a hygienic practice. Yes, it was also. meant to prevent diseases. Um, and it's not like it was done for like sexual perverted reasons, which no. was the reason a lot of the paganistic uh, genital mutilation occurred. It wasn't for any health benefits, right? It was. For gross stuff
1: yeah yeah um yes nana c said it uncircumcised they need extra care right yeah exactly and you're right it also wasn't for any sexual anything it was mm, i don't know i just like oh mutilating children they're awful are you are you joking right now
0: right we're joking right. Okay. Uh. I just figured I should mention it since we hear that argument fairly often. It's probably, it's like one of those things, you know what the enemy has to say against you. So you arm yourself with the tools to have a counter argument, to have a logical reason of why they did it then. (laughs) Not sharing that, Shelly. Oh, but I'll laugh at it. Any- we, have, oh, we have the most inappropriate chat. We do. I started it. You
1: can blame it all on me. <laughs> Nanasi has a good point, too. Female circumcision is not for health reasons. And I right. 100% agree. There's nothing beneficial to that whatsoever. And that's not a practice Christians right. promote. It is practice elsewhere. No, there's nothing... <clears throat>
0: I don't. I don't think there's any positive. There's no argument you could make that there's a positive for that. No. Um. And yeah. And base babe also great point. It
1: literally set God's nation apart. Right at that time, also. So. Right.
0: Yeah. Anyway. A lot of the things that set God's people apart were for health reasons because God had the inside knowledge. He knew about germ theory. He knew about viruses. He knew about STDs. And so he was equipping the people, his people, with the tools to avoid those things. So the Gentiles and whoever was looking on would say, oh, why do they have such great health? Why do they have such long lives? Well, it's because God gave them the tools and practices they needed. Yep. In order to survive these harsh times. Yes. So, yeah. He has That's, a reason. There's a purpose. There's always a reason. <laughs> oh, base babe. Is there a theological case for circumcision today? That's that actually a good a great question. Question. <clears throat> I don't know.
1: Again, I still think it's a sanitation thing. Right. Um,
0: but I don't know. No, I haven't thought about it in a lot. Yeah. I tend not to think about that (laughs) type of thing very often. Maybe that's a question for the I didn't have to worry about it. Exactly. I don't know.
1: (laughs) As awful as that sounds.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's why the purity prohibitions listed in Leviticus were put in place of public health. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. It's more of a health decision today. So if you want to do it, you can. It's not necessarily religious because the idea was that if you're going to do it for religious reasons, it sets you apart. Um, But we don't have that need now because we have the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. And we get baptized and like that's our symbol of being set apart. I don't know. Something Mm -hmm. to look into. Yeah,
1: definitely. So, (sighs) should we move on
0: to Isaac's birth? Yes, let's talk about something else. All right. And God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nation's king. Uh, kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed <laughs> and said to himself, shall it <laughs> you, you ever just laugh at God while he's talking to you? Right,
1: right. Oh, that's a good one, God.
0: Nice. He's so funny, God. Uh, good. <laughs> Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? I mean it's kind of a funny joke, kinda <laughs> Shall Sarah, who was ninety years old, bear a child, and Abraham said to God. Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to To you at this time next year. When he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael his son and all those born in his house or bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very day, as God had said to him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Ishmael, his son, was 33 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very day, Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised, and all the men of his house, those born in the house, and those bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. So, yeah, Abraham laughs at God. On said,
1: um, interesting fact that I recently learned Isaac, he laughs actually refers to God being the one who is laughing. I, I like love that. that. I do too. Because I mean, you know, Abraham and Sarah both laugh, obviously, in God's face, like, oh, good one. And, and God's actually laughing, going, huh, you think you know. Exactly. He's like, no, I'll I'll show you. Keep laughing. Right. I'll laugh in the end. Ha <laughs> ha
0: God has a sense of humor, man.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um <sighs> Right. I can't imagine raising a child in your nineties. Yeah. That's yeah, the
1: la- that's that. what he's laughing at. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, God, you think catch I'm a gonna- toddler.
0: Yeah, right. gonna make me change diapers in my 90s (laughs) yeah oh
1: yikes they might have still slept good through the night if they couldn't hear the baby crying (laughs) i'm done I, i need to stop
0: uh yeah anyway I like, again, God still remembers Ishmael's, like Abraham offers him up, says, no, I already have the son by Hagar, just bless him instead. And God's like, no, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for our covenant, but I recognize that you still did this thing. You still have a son and I will still bless him too. And he becomes, I notice the parallels, like he- uh, Twelve princes. Twelve, the father of (laughs) twelve princes. And And then we are the 12 tribes. Yeah. Right. I,
1: it's funny. It's funny the parallels there. And it's kind of like, what is the purpose here? Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't quite, I always question, like, what is he trying to say with Ishmael's line?
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just missing it, but. That's okay. That's not really for me to totally understand anyway, but.
0: Well, I think it is important. I think one of the things, and like you, I I don't have all the answers and I couldn't possibly ever have all the answers, but Abraham and Sarah made a choice that was out of alignment with God's will. That doesn't mean that God can't use it for good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get to Joseph later in Genesis, but, uh, you know, Joseph says what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And they didn't mean this for evil, no. but God still can use it for good, yeah. right? It was a tough situation. They were out of alignment with his will, and he's still going to turn around and use it for good. Yeah. Now, it's up to Ishmael and his descendants <clears throat> to make good of what God has given them. At yes. the same time. Yes. And I think this is where, like we were talking about free will earlier. God yes. gave Ishmael a very similar promise that he gives Isaac. They both had equal opportunity to do good with the promises given to them by God. Isaac chose to continue alongside God. Ishmael did not. Right. Right. I like that.
1: That's a, that's a really good point but he gave them both the same opportunities. Right. And that is a lesson in that too. Like make the most of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, e- equal opportunity does not mean equal outcome. What? I know. What? Jess. I know. Gosh. I'm the worst. Just crazy. No, <laughs> but it's true. Scomed. Crack me. Sarah, I have a headache. Abraham, but God said. <laughs> you guys yeah. cracked me up. It was good.
1: I liked it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think it was a different 90s then, yeah. uh, different age 90s then than it was, is for us today. Right.
0: And how did they measure their years back then? All that stuff. That is a, stuff. There's that question too. Exactly.
1: So. I don't know, but they survived. They did it. Right.
0: (laughs) They raised him (laughs) somehow.
1: Yeah.
0: Al Pacino about to find out what it's (laughs) like. You guys are on fire. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure they were in much better health than we are today. So true. Yeah, the FBI gremlins are going to come for me. I said that.
1: What else? When Jesse's mic
0: goes out. It's the we'll FBI.
1: It's the FBI. We'll know what's up.
0: <laughs> Any other right. thoughts you had from 17 before we? No,
1: nothing helpful. Just oh, okay. more snarky comments. So I'll, <laughs> I'll save them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Genesis 18. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. Three sias, yep, Mm -hmm. a fine flour, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, no, but you did laugh. <clears throat> You've been called out, girl. Right. own it. Just <laughs> own it. Then the men set out from there, and they looked down toward Sodom, and Abram went Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave. I will go down there to see whether they have done altogether, according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. <clears throat> we'll stop there for a hot second. Oh. If you don't mind. Um, yeah. Back to Sarah and laughing. Uh, Nobody wants to be called out. Like, no, right. no, I didn't laugh. Uh-uh. I didn't laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a note in my Bible that was saying that Sarah laughed more from, like, not that God couldn't do it, but just that she wouldn't be the one to carry it out. Like, right. you can do it, but you're not going to use me or whatever. Right, And it's just, uh, I also, he gave you a timeline Nobody else gets that.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, beforehand, they didn't get a timeline. It was only at this point that God gives them an official time. So it's like they had to be ready for God's appointed time and then they were able to know. Yeah. Exactly. And one year, this is pretty close to around the time she would have become pregnant anyway. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, oh, heads up. I'll be back. You'll be praggers it's gonna Pride. be great it's gonna be awesome hmm um but i can understand why she would doubt she went for so long prayed so hard oh yeah yeah
1: and it's enough an, it's again that's this um kind of theme that you see with abraham and you see it throughout genesis just in general the whole um god has made promises it's hard to keep your faith because I think part of our naturally, we put our own timeline, our own time frame on things. Like, this is going to happen in such and such a time, or I can wait for this long. Uh, we only have so much patience. So again, it's you either get angry and frustrated, or you just give up. Right. Human nature, I think, and it's um. A testament to persevere i'm not saying that that's easy or even doable all the time you know what i mean yeah but i i understand where abraham and sarah are coming from i do get why she laughed or chuckled it's like i've been waiting so long i'm old and worn out whatever right
0: it's like <laughs> it's almost like you wait until now right really right like it's a bad joke <laughs> yeah Hardy har har. I do like that it's a reminder that is anything too hard for God? And the answer is no. Whether or not it's within God's will is a different story, but certainly nothing is too hard for God. Exactly. Yes.
1: All right. Abraham. He tries. Okay. He
0: does try.
1: <laughs> and I like how, I do like how God was like, should I tell him what I'm right. gonna do? Hmm? Okay. So Abraham intercedes for Sodom. So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous men within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the 50 righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. And again spoke to him and said suppose
0: 40 are found there abraham's the world's best haggler i know he's like i am a
1: lowly servant i know nothing but i just love that
0: i know right
1: yeah he answered for the sake of 40 i will not do it then he said oh let not the lord be angry and i will speak suppose 30 are found there he answered i will not do it if i find 30 there he said behold I have undertaken to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found there. He answered for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. I can just like, I would be frustrated. This is God. So I'm sure he's laughing, but right. then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak again. But this once suppose 10 are found there. He answered for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way. And when he had finished speaking to Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. Uh, so we obviously have talked about this, before because of our sodom and gomorrah episode but i love how brave abraham is like i to just speak in his presence and and okay and to call him out to like I, i mean obviously the lord knows right there's nobody righteous in this city and this isn't gonna happen um but still, for Abraham to call him out and be like, you're not that guy. Don't don't be that guy. Don't be that guy.
0: It does speak very well to how close the relationship between yes. Abraham and God is. Yes. That Abraham knew God so well that God would not destroy the city if even one righteous was to be found there. Which, it, a lot is questionable, which is why he kind of got yeah. him out of there. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I it, I like, I like that. It's just, it is like two
1: friends talking yeah. to an extent, like, don't throw out the righteous with the wicked, you know, spare it for their sake. I'm going to hold you, God, accountable. <laughs> that to me is funny. But still, the fact that they could speak so freely with each other. And he's also humble. Yeah, it, You know, Abraham's not um, throwing his weight around. He's very humble with this. But, and also, again, I think the Lord's like, I ain't going to find anybody, so we can keep haggling. Right. It's
0: fine. (laughs) God knew how it was going to turn out anyway, but he still heard Abraham out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder if this isn't a picture of how we are to approach God with things like this. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't even know where I was going with that. I know for me,
1: and if you remember, just cut me off, but for me it's like almost too humbling as far as like, I don't know, just your will. That's what I want. You just, you tell me and I'll do it. Yeah. It's kind of how I approach things sometime, sometimes. And it's like you see multiple times throughout the Bible people haggling like this with God. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. And they're like, well, well, could we just like back it up a bit? Right. And he listens. I mean, it's still his will. It's still um, God's going to do what he's going to do. But at the same time, it shows that he listens. It shows that he cares. It shows that he still takes into account who we are and our needs and our yeah. Hesitations.
0: And I don't think what Abraham was asking for would have ever been outside of God's will. Yeah. Like if God had found ten righteous or twenty or however many Abraham was trying to get him to haggle down to, God would have spared the city for them. Mm-hmm. I, I think about that a lot of times when I consider these places that are just filled with absolute darkness. And depravity, we think of these countries where just absolute horrors are going on. And I wonder often why God hasn't just like rained fire down on them, like divine judgment down on them. And then I think about this and I wonder if there are righteous people kind of trapped there, trying to do God's work there. Like think about the missionaries who go into these dark places where they very well could be killed for their faith. Right. Yeah. God isn't destroying those places while well, he sends missionaries into those places. Right. So. Yeah. There's still hope because there are still righteous people in these right.
1: places. You know. Right. I think that's something we can hold on to. Yeah. too.
0: And it means we should also pray for them and pray yes. that God would spare them, spare their lives and help them in those dark places.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely. I don't remember if that was it. Yeah. Or if,
0: yeah, like Afghanistan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's always hope for people. We need to remember that. Absolutely, Nancy. All right. Any other thoughts from eighteen? I don't think so. All right. Well, we've put it off long enough. We'll get to what you guys all came here for. Misery and destruction. (sighs) We're so good at this, Elise. I know. All of our episodes are filled with happiness and no destruction.
1: (laughs) It's nothing but rainbows and sunshine.
0: No cataclysms or All
1: the time. That's
0: right. (laughs) Literally every episode.
1: Literally every time.
0: (laughs) All right. Here we go. Genesis 19, God rescues Lot. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting at the gates of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise and go up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered the house. Like, just a quick little tidbit first off. Lot knew what yeah. was going on in the town yeah. square.
1: Yeah. He was like, no, 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 no. Didn't you
0: don't you want to, want to go down Stay here. There.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like when you go to a big city and people say, don't go out after 8 o'clock or something. Yeah. Yeah. You listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Lot went out to the men at the entrance and shut the door after him and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. Like. (laughs) It's not funny. It's
1: not. Near have my daughters, but don't touch these men. I don't, you know, part of, maybe it was just like, I know they're from the Lord and that takes precedent, but also a lack of faith that they can't
0: handle themselves. I don't know. I don't know. So, my uh, my notes on this, because I, f- I feel like it is important to talk about this. Yes. Lot's plight was severe. He had invited guests into his home for protection and was now in danger of seeing them un- abused by an unruly mob. Lot's desperation led him to risk the lives, uh, lives of his own two daughters to protect the lives of strangers from the mob. We can see why an outcry from the city had gone up from the Lord. I think this goes back to that sense of responsibility and hospitality that was very cultural at this time. Like, if you invited a stranger into your home, you were basically responsible for their life and well-being. Because they were putting themselves into your care and into your hands.
1: Yes. Um, Nanasi makes a good point, and she's very right, that women were not regarded as highly as men, for sure. and that was an unfortunate aspect of it as well. Right. Just in that culture.
0: Right. Yeah. As, like we're the culture has culture. changed yeah. much. Yeah. Like it's that different. Right. Unfortunately, not.
1: Um, but yes, hospitality and the, I think that is a huge part of this as well. We t- Which we talked about last yeah. time.
0: Right. Anyway. Well, and these were men trying to be with, Men. Men, and so i think in a way lot was trying to protect even the people who were trying to bang down the door from from doing great evil like obviously it's great evil to take advantage of a woman but like i don't know yeah it's like an extra layer of evil i don't yeah, know yeah it's just ex- you think we're bad but let's just make sure Maybe you I'm know worth, yeah, yeah how bad we are um, let's see, where did I leave off? But they said, stand back. And they said, this fellow came to so- sojourn and he has become the judge. Now we will do deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man lot and drew near to break door, break the door down. But the men reached out their hands and brought lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they stood and they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out, groping for the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or any one you have in the city, bring them out of the place? For we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters up, get out of this place for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be jesting. as morning dawned, the angels urged lot saying up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside of the city. And he said to him, behold, I grant you this favor also that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing till you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. I love Lot. It's just like dragging his feet, even though it's like. Yeah.
1: Dude, move. Get out. Yeah. I mean, and again, though family trait maybe like Uh, let's just let's just like argue over everything very humbly right (laughs) it's like let me escape here isn't it just like a little city can i go there please it's just a little one it's fine it's It's fine you know i can't i'm old i can't go up into those hills i might not make it it's fair enough but like hey you had to drag me because i was you know You literally had to drag me out this far. But can I just go
0: over there? Thanks. Thanks for saving my life. (laughs) Again, I feel like that all of these stories just speak to the human condition. It's like. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I know it's like, it looks bad, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's so like the people who st- oh, we were talking about cities earlier. The people who stay in these rundown cities where all of their stores are being broken into yeah. and mobbed out like crazy stuff. And it's like, why don't you move? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. This is where I live. I
1: don't know. Right. People who have the ability to, it's like,
0: right. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Lots of character. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's
1: character. That's character. All
0: right. uh, God destroys Sodom. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Then the Lord rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he... uh, overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and towards all the land of the valley. And he looked and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when the Lord when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. <clears throat> Zoar was also in between Sodom yeah.
1: and Gomorrah. So not only did he allow him to flee there, but he like balls of fire, hold up, balls of fire, hold <laughs> up, you know, just like, I will leave that little place alone because Lot's there.
0: But everything else is out. Right. Yeah. He did a lot for you, man. He really did do a lot for him. Mm-hmm. And it again, it just speaks to God's righteous judgment. There will come a point at which... The outcry will be too much. Yes. The same was true of Sodom and Gomorrah. The same will be true of the nations of the earth one day. <laughs> you feel like you've said enough bad things tonight? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will try to refrain. Because <laughs> right now I just want to yell out, repent. But
0: I won't right. because that would just... I'm that not doesn't help of, anybody. Uh, it doesn't. But you do want to shout it out. But I still want to yell it. Okay. We'll keep going now. Sorry. All right. I'm this just going to hold this. I'm, like, avoiding reading this last section because I don't like... Like, I'll read the fire and brimstone part. But this no, part but is... No, but this part stinks. It's yucky. We'll be more prepared
1: next time and I'll take on all the ones...
0: Yeah, why did you make me read all these ones? I don't know. And no, no, no. I figured it out. She makes me read the genealogies. She makes me read the inappropriate sex scenes. Yeah. I see how it is. Here you go, Jess. Here you go. You got this? Thanks.
1: No, it's on me next time.
0: <laughs> all right. Oh, Lot and his daughters. Oh. Now Lot went up out of Zoar and lived in the hills with his two daughters, for he was afraid to live in Zoar. I wonder why. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. I, I'm just going to read through it. We're going to get through it. <laughs> and the firstborn said to the younger, our father is old and there's not a man on earth to come into us. I hate it. <laughs> After the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve offspring for him, our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. How drunk do you have to be, man? I mean, that's some strong wine. And a lot. I would think. But. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. Then you go in and lie with him that we may preserve offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus, both the daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also bore a son and called his name Ben Ami. He is also the father of the Ammonites to this day. Neither one were
1: you know friends to the to the right. Israelites. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Yeah. Bass babe singing sweet home Alabama right now.
0: Oh, oh no why do our streams always devolve into this chaos i don't
1: know but what i think here well i mean i the purpose of this obviously is to show us where the moabites and the ammonites came right. from and um just kind of how it they started off bad i think it got off to a bad start uh That's a good question, honestly, how they knew they would get pregnant at that time. But also, ah, not to get into all of that, but you're very aware of your cycle for cleanliness and for like women were not around men or anything at that
0: time. So I think you would be very aware at least... That's part of it. At least a range. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they only gave us these two instances. I doubt it right. happened only one time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, is it so strong? Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it so strong in them to preserve their bloodline? Like, ugh, don't get me wrong. I I'm not making excuses for the daughters, right? And like, how long were you kept away from? I have no idea. But how long were you kept away out of society that you didn't think you would ever find a man to keep the bloodline going? And how important was that? And just all these questions that I would love to understand about that culture more. We do have to
0: remember that those girls were brought up in Sodom and Gomorrah, as son said. Now it That's makes true. sense why Lot would give his daughters to the city, allegedly. <laughs> I mean... You guys take him. I don't want... <laughs> I feel less bad for them after reading this. <laughs> uh, not gosh. not bad, but less bad. Right. Like, I'm sure he knew their character, obviously. Right. Their future husbands had just been burned up yeah. in the city, you know? yeah.
1: yeah. And they did grow up in that yeah. town.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I got, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, the, I the, the chat, the chat, the chat, the chat. The, chat. You guys the sisters needed what? to be under the protection of a male in order not to be You're forced right. into prostitution. Yeah. You so they right. needed the guarantee that their father would not sell them into prostitution if he could. not uh, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. Stop, chat. Stop. What What order do they go in? <laughs> the uncle, the daddy, or the grandpa? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't know. They're not going to contemplate it. Nope um uh, what gets me how drunk was he
1: yeah yeah i mean like close to uh (laughs) alcohol poisoning (laughs) if
0: you're that close you're not gonna be very efficient at whatever you're trying to do i'm just saying oh that's true too Uh, i haven't thought about it this much (laughs) Till today. <laughs> Furthermore, they were gay. So they were into ladies and the angels were in male form. What? What did I Further miss? Back. Further back. Yeah. Oh Lord. Five sheets
1: to the wind mayhaps. I like that base, babe, but you're right. When that's looming over your head, like the thought of becoming a prostitute or not having any male protection. Once your father is I gone, know. I, Again, I don't want to make excuses for incest, but at the same time, I think they, I don't think it was like, hey, you know what would be fun? So much so as it was, right. Our future is in shambles.
0: No idea. And then, but further down the line, it wasn't what it is today, you know? yeah. Yeah. Not justifying it, but it was a lot more common back then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We also see, like, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Right. If there are any...
0: They weren't great, that's for sure. Right. Later down the line, so... Menacea reminds us that Abraham and Sarah were technically brother and sister. They played brother and sister everywhere they went, (laughs) but they were also actually brother and sister, so that's... Also true. It was complicated. There weren't a whole lot of people around back then. Doesn't make it any less icky. No. 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 Anyway. Deuteronomy makes stoning the judgment for this when just before Moses dies. Ooh. We'll get to Deuteronomy one day. Slowly but surely. All right. Do we want to do 20? What are we feeling? Okay. I'm like, wait,
1: what's coming up? It depends.
0: All right, what's coming up? Oh, Abraham meets Abimelech. I think this is just an okay well I say that. No, this is another where one where Abraham's like, She's my sister wife. Yeah. But it's short. All right. We'll wrap it up words. with
1: this one and then next time it's Isaac Abraham and Isaac in the Yeah all right genesis 20 you're welcome for the gentle segue abraham and abimelech from there abraham journeyed toward the territory of negeb and lived between kadesh and shur and he sojourned in gerar and abraham said of sarah his wife she is my sister and abimelech king of gerar sent and took sarah but god said to abimelech in a dream by night and said to him behold you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now Abimelech had not approached her, so he said, Lord, will you kill an innocent will you kill an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me she is my sister? And she herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands I have done this. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now then, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, so that he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things. And the men were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you, that you have brought on me in my kingdom a great sin? You have done to me things that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you see that you did this thing? And Abraham said, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, this is the kindness you must do me at every place to which we come. Say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, behold, my land is before you dwell where it pleases you.
0: wow (laughs) uh, yeah all women wish they were 99 and still looking good man
1: yeah exactly uh granny still got it (laughs) (laughs) but it obviously this woman in everybody's eyes was beautiful right everywhere they went
0: she was Uh, like cleopatra man
1: (laughs) exactly Almost as deadly.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So much here. The Lord, first of all, was like, scared the pants off of this guy. And then right? he's like, nah, I know you're innocent, but I just wanted to warn you before he did anything bad. Like, right. I really want to make sure to hammer home the point. Don't touch this woman. <laughs> uh, and then how did Abraham accumulate wealth? Well, he just went everywhere and was like, hey, this is my sister, but actually and don't sleep with her. <laughs> yeah. And then God's like, don't you dare. They almost all die. And they're like, here, take take everything. Take the land you want. Take the silver you want. Just
0: take it all and your wife, please. That was his shtick. Yeah.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm not making fun of him. Uh, well,
0: it, it kind of, I feel like um, Jacob did something sort of similar. Yes.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Everybody's doing it.
1: (laughs) Family thing. (laughs) They all come by it naturally. They come by it naturally. Exactly. So, um, but these people who didn't believe in God, they get this dream and it's like, it was enough to make them all uh, pay attention.
0: (laughs) Isn't it funny that the people in these situations end up having more faith in what God has told them than Abraham did?
1: Mm, yes. It's like
0: if Abraham had just like the teeniest, tiniest amount of faith in what God had said, he wouldn't have done any of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he
1: takes for granted the close relationship he has with the Lord. Yeah. And in that, he forgets the authority of mm-hmm. God. And so he takes things into his own hands like this. Other don't we who, all, though? But, yeah. I mean, yes, yes,
0: <laughs> absolutely. <sighs> I know. I'm always yeah. trying to do things on my time because I'm not patient, and I, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to be patient and wait for what God, what God's will is, especially when we don't know. Yeah, but me, I'm always like, you could talk to God one-on-one and I hear know. His voice.
1: Yeah. Bro, yeah and again the things taken for granted which we do too but uh, right. just, that's one of them we have the and, only
0: spirit which is different from what they had so i mean
1: yeah yes and i think in that oh, darn it I keep losing my train of thought sorry no it's me sorry my computer's yelling at me
0: Very good. Nancy says she has heard God speak to her personally. That is amazing. I love that. I am so jealous. That is so cool.
1: I want to hear that story someday.
0: Yes. I would love to hear that story. Yeah. Speaking of, before we wrap up or anything, I do want to remind everybody to get their prayer requests in either in the chat or over in our Discord. If you guys are not in our Discord, please join us because we want to hang out with you guys. We want to further build our community um, and just like, get to know you all better. So I dropped the link in the chat. Make sure you click it. Come hang out with us. We have a prayer section, theology section, where we talk about this kind of stuff more. Um we just want to grow and build that, and get to know y'all better, and pray yeah. for y'all. Pray for y'all, exactly.
1: It's been a lot of fun getting to know everybody in the chat better, yeah. and the little extras that we get to do there. So, <clears throat> uh, oh, Nana see. okay, turn into Frida and I Thursday, and I will make sure to tell that story. So,
0: oh my gosh, she's going to be on Frida's yay. show. That's amazing!
1: All right, everybody know that they're doing Thursday. Yep, I'm Frida, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait to hear your story. That's going to be awesome. Yes. All righty. Any closing thoughts, Jess, before we
0: round it out? Listen to what God tells you to do the first time. (laughs) Don't be afraid to pray and barter with God. And when he says, get the hell out of Dodge, (laughs) get the hell out of Dodge. Right. And don't look back. And don't look back.
1: <laughs> yes. I think that's a good sum up.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Ah. Uh, this was a good one. It's um stories you hear a lot kind of but it's always good to like revisit them. Yeah. Get something new from them cuz I think you always can. Yeah. Oh, I like I it. Agree. Yeah.
0: You want to pray us out? I know Kelsey dropped a praise and a prayer for us in our yes. chat. Anyone, drop us anything. And no, I don't see it. We can pray for uh, for to show and Nansi yeah. being on there, which is amazing. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too.
1: Do you have any prayer requests?
0: Um. Those of you guys who follow me on Twitter know my husband and I are working on the adoption process currently. I have my last piece of paperwork I have to fill out this week before we can send in the packet to start our home study. So I'm looking forward to that and also very anxious. Yes. Do you have any prayer requests? Well, um,
1: just guidance on this next like chapter in my life. Just trying to figure out what I'm doing. Are we all? Aren't, Aren't we all? We all? Yeah. 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 So already. Ready? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this night and thank you for this time together with friends and our community. And I just uh thank you that we could be in your word. I pray that we have heard and that we are listening, that you would continue to speak to us, that we will hear you, and we will continue to listen. Uh, Tonight, Lord, I want to lift up several prayers. I pray for Kelsey's sister that uh, recently had the car accident. I just pray for her healing and I pray that everything, all the follow afterwards, that you would just be in that. I also praise you for Kelsey's sister and the fact that nobody was um, hurt terribly and that the healing would be fast. But again, just praise you, Lord, that nobody um, was really hurt. I pray uh, for this Thursday, just be with Frida and her guest that be with Nana C as they have a wonderful show that you would be glorified and that they would just have a wonderful fun conversation. And um, I pray that you would continue to help Frida grow as she continues to do this wonderful work. I also pray for Jess and for Josh that you would surround them, just be with them through this whole process because it is a long journey. I pray that you would um, help the paperwork go through through smoothly, give them the patience that they need, as this is a very trying time. Help them also to feel the love and support that they have around them from their friends and family and from you. I just pray that um, you would continue to guide me in this new chapter of my life, Heavenly Father, that you would help me to figure out what it is that your will is for me and continue to follow through. I pray for everybody here with us, everybody in the chat, everybody listening, I just lift them all up to you heavenly father you know their needs so much better than we do than they do and i just pray that you would touch each and every one of them let them feel feel your love and feel your peace tonight whenever they're listening thank you again for this time together thank you for being with us and in jesus name i pray amen 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 thank
0: you so much for that thank you guys so much for joining us i had an amazing time this is so special I love getting to do this. Well, thank you so
1: much for being here. Uh, Next time I'll also pray for forgiveness, but until then.
0: (laughs) Stay quirky, friends, and we will see y'all next time. Bye.